you like to watch Survivor and slog through the nadir, then season 40's awesomeness will make you wanna cheer. We're all just so excited to watch these winners play, but we're still lazy so this podcast comes out on Friday. John will make some dumb jokes, and he likes to yell and scream, but now we're watching 20 winners play, and it feels like a dream. We'll spend the whole time freaking out and judging the best move, and anything that Tony does, you know that we'll approve. It's the Purple Rock Survivor Podcast. Welcome to the Purple Rock Survivor Podcast. I am John, my co-host is Andy, and since the world is currently on fire, I can think of no better use of our time and yours than discussing Episode 5 of Survivor, Winners at War, and man, the bad news just keeps on coming. Andy, do you need a a hanky or something? You, You want a consoling hug, buddy? I mean, I kind of, because I'm actually sick right now, um, which leads us to, I think, yeah, a different discussion to lead off than what people may have been waiting for. Uh, first off, no, I do not have uh, COVID-19. I'm uh, pretty sure. I'm going to hold off on that hug just in case, though. Yeah, I mean, the one nice thing is you and I have been practicing social distancing for quite some time now. We so. are pros at it at this point. Yeah, if people need tips, like, we're not doing uh, the advice uh, thing anymore, but, you know, you send us some DMs. We'll tell you how to live a life without human contact. I mean, I think I just thought of our next podcast as Survivor Ever Ends. <laughs> um, and on that note, uh, it won't be around next time. Um, so yeah, the big news coming out of Survivor, even bigger than this week's episode, is that they have postponed the filming of season 41 and 42. Um, and I thought we could just start talking about that. Uh, the basic one is, yeah, 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 good, good idea. Yes. That, that was the right call. Sure. I support all suspension of activities in the current environment. Um, which is fine. I didn't know anything about what was going to take place in season 41 anyway. Our usual spoiler types have not gotten a ton of information as of yet. Anyway, the greater concern, of course, is for public health and safety. So good on you, Survivor, for doing the right thing. Yeah, I mean, it's probably a bad idea to uh, bring a bunch of people uh, back to the country when they are at their most, you know, uh, uh, depleted and, you know, uh, susceptible to disease. Um, you know, the, I guess there's one argument it's like they're pretty isolated out there, but the, like the crew is, you know, pretty big and it comes from a lot of places in the world. So yeah, no, this was a, a no brainer. I'm glad they did it. And in general, I'm actually kind of glad, uh, encouraged in some ways that so many companies are actually doing the right thing in, instead of trying to make, continue to make money. Now, obviously, like there's a bunch of reasons, you know, you don't want to be sued and, you know, public sentiment, but like most people will just choose to make money. Uh, so, you know, in some ways it's like, Hey, that's, it's kind of encouraging because it's not like there's like leadership uh, on this matter. Well, I assume in your country, they're just closing down because there's no money to be made anyway, right? Because Trudeau takes it all away. Is that how it works there? Uh, well, not, not quite. Uh, and, um, you know, uh, speed of recovery to the Trudeaus as they, um, uh, Sophie actually has tested positive for this. But, um, yeah, uh, we haven't shut down as much yet, uh, in all parts of our country because we are vast, but it's coming, obviously. And like, 
uh, I just, uh, another reason why I want to talk about it is like, I'm going to be honest. This is where my focus is. While I was watching this episode, I was wrapping birthday presents for, you know, Christopher. Sitting there thinking about whether I should cancel his birthday on the party on this weekend. So, like, kind of that's where I was at, along with, you know, the general empathy I'm feeling for all the people going through this and what is yet to come. So, you know, that might have added to the fact that I wasn't really worked up about much of what happened in this episode. Oh, which is too bad, because I'm sure that the fans of this podcast were anxious to tune in and hear the lamentations of this podcast's second biggest Rob Defender, you. Yeah, and I, I in some ways I feel a little bad. Like, I know there's people that are, like, waiting for it. Like, ha, 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 we're going to finally uh, hear what Andy's like when he has to do an experience a Rob boot. And, oh, I can't wait to see, you know, him defend his hero or anything like that. And it's like... Eh, I mean, it's a thing that happened. I, I'm not really one way or the other, and we'll get into it. Why? How about yourself? Well, I, I mean, coming into this season, we did a preview podcast, which was a rarity. Um, but you were pretty down on Rob's chances. I made the claim that, you know, if he ever had a chance, it might be in this season, and it was always going to be a long shot. But, you know, there was at least a sliver of hope for him. Uh, it's not totally surprising that he's getting the boot here. It was surprising that at least early on, he was in a relatively safe and stable position. But once you got to this episode, I mean, when they showed the swap tribes, I went, well, yeah. I know what's happening tonight. Yeah, I know. I said to my wife, Rob's doomed. Yep. And she's like, huh? Why? There's, isn't there more of her tribe? Yeah. Look at who they are. You know, like the swap could not have gone worse, uh, for Rob. I, yeah. Maybe it could have gone equally bad with a few other configurations, but this was as bad as it could be. And basically from that point on, it was just like, maybe they win immunity. That was basically they it because otherwise there was nothing he could have done. Yeah. And that was yet another reason that I was like, I don't feel like they're going to survive this one because just looking at the breakdown of those tribes, I looked at his tribe and went, yeah, that seems like a challenge losing tribe right there. Well, I mean, challenges tend to go to puzzles and I thought Sophie was supposed to be this big puzzle God. And instead like, I, I need them. I need somebody to tell me they were throwing that because that was as pathetic a performance on a puzzle as you'll see. Like, like, and like, it's not that hard a puzzle. Obviously, there's some challenges, and you know, it takes a while to feel confused. But like, the other two tribes worked through the process and got it. They couldn't figure out the third block. Like, it completely flummoxed them. Like every time, they just kept putting it the same way. And like, I don't want to be the person. As we see, like, people have been doing every week, blaming every loss in a challenge as, like, this was some strategic throw. But it was, like, bad. I, it's basically Colors Sudoku puzzle. Like, it, it's not super complex. Yeah, and I can see, like, like, failing more on the fourth one as you're running out of options, but they, like, they put up the first two before anybody put up any, and then, like, never seemed to move past, like, even get close with the third one. It seemed like every time the camera went on, they had two fucking yellows, like, in a row. It was like, this shouldn't be that hard. And as evidenced by what everybody else did, it wasn't. Yeah, and I mean, I would not argue that they were throwing this. Yeah, sometimes people just suck. But there is at least justification because it seemed pretty unanimous that everybody was cool with Rob going home. Still, I don't think that's the takeaway here. I think that uh, Rob's tribe just kind of got screwed there. Well, the Rob's tribe didn't. They did what they wanted to do. Sorry, Rob on this tribe kind of got screwed there. Yeah, and look. 
I wish I had something more for people. You know, I wish I could give you some big passionate rant or defense, even, you know, some hypocritical one to entertain you. But no, he was just screwed by the swap. That's it. And it happens. It happens almost every swap. There's really not much to it. I, frankly, would have enjoyed more if Rob was, like, really outplayed. If that, like, like it was an epic takedown of Rob. Frankly, like, that was the role we wanted when yep. we, like, would say that Rob needed to be on this season because he needed to be beaten. But no, this was just a swap screw. It happens all the time. And anybody arguing differently is just, like, a blatant hater. Because, like, if... Parvati's tribe would have lost. She would have gone home. Probably. And nobody would be saying anything other than bad swap luck. Yep. If Rob had swapped with, you know, Parvati and say Jeremy and Sophie doesn't find an idol, she would have gone home and it would have just been bad swap luck. And that's all this was, was bad swap luck. Uh, and, uh, what could he have done differently? Uh, I guess chosen a different buff at random. <laughs> That's it. Everything else that came after that, the, the, the cause and effect that people are desperately trying to put together because it's better. It's more interesting if you can point to a personal failure or something. None of that stuff mattered. Once he was put on a tribe with two tribe mates that already had it out for him and two people who weren't aligned with him and not only not aligned, aligned but their game. Uh, yeah, I'm lined with him though, but aligned with each other against him, I guess. Yeah. Two people from another tribe. Uh, but not only were they that, like their two moves at this point were vote out Rob allies. Like that was the other side's, you know, what was going on. And then it's like, okay, so he has this disparate team of everybody pretty much instantly being like, hey, let's get rid of Rob, right? Yeah. Which, to be clear, was the attitude we thought that everybody was going to have when the season started. Yeah. So this isn't really even that all that different. But on top of that, if he had even managed to work some magic, no, nah, that wasn't going to help because one person had a steal a vote and one person had an idol. Yeah, I don't know that there's any way he could have saved himself. There's maybe some work he could have done around the margins, but it really anything he tries is just going to be this long shot play. So it's not the least bit surprising. Um it wasn't a great look, to be super honest with Sarah and Sophie about what happened in their old tribe, but I don't even think that was just on him. Like, no, he didn't, like, it didn't seem like he started it. Like, it, he, no, Ben and Adam were totally willing to just spill the beans. So it was, it, it's not like he could have done something to stem that tide. Yeah, when that conversation started, it kind of looked like he was, like, you know, staring daggers, like, shut up. What are you guys doing? You know, like, cl- you know, classic. Godfather type stuff. Why are we giving? And then once it got to that point, then he's like, yeah, and this is what happened too. Like, I, I got the impression from the moment he looked at what his new tribe was, Rob knew the score. <laughs> now, some people might be like, oh, but he gave that super confident confessional leading into commercial. Man, Boston Rob gives that confessional every moment of the, he's Boston Rob. He does, you expect him to like express doubt? No, he's always going to give the cocky confessional. Whether it makes the air or not is basically determined by how well he does or not. Sometimes even the seasons he does well, he gives the cocky, nobody's going to stop me once. It just turns out to be true. Yeah. And there was this moment at tribal council where Sarah and Sophie are like, does anyone want to flip to us? And I was like, Rob, just throw it out there. I mean, you're screwed no matter what. Take the shot. But it, that doesn't increase his chances anyway. Because if you're Sarah and Sophie. Why would you? Why, how does this appeal to you at all? You can have Adam, who's tripping all over himself, and is like desperate to align with you, has no other options, and is 
thus far been playing a terrible game and has very little threat level. You can have Ben, who's not exactly a strategic mastermind, is maybe proving himself slightly more socially adept this season than he was before, but it's still, you know, uphill battle for that guy. Or you can have one of the legends of Survivor as your your third in a three-person alliance. Gee, I wonder which one I would pick. On top of that, you voted out his wife and his best friend prior to this, too. So, you know, there's also that. No, like, there was a little bit of that, because, again, people want to have something more to talk about than, yeah, luck of the draw, right? Uh, That, like, oh, why didn't he try to work with Sophie and Sarah? I'm going to flip this the other way. I don't think Sophie and Sarah are morons. I respect them as players, so I'm not going to sit here and suggest that that was a potential avenue for pursuit for Rob. They're not going to do it because they don't suck at Survivor. And I was going to get to that later, but, like, especially Sarah, I mean, we praised her up and down in Game Changers because she did play a great game, and I think she's probably just good at Survivor. Like, I I don't think that that was necessarily a fluke. Yes, she got beaten Kagayan, but, I mean... Between Game Changers and this season, I see evidence of Sarah being a good player who's, like, multifaceted, which I don't know that Mm -hmm. I necessarily got that same read in Game Changers. I think we're seeing more of her game here, and I'm really fucking impressed with Sarah to the point that I think it's ludicrous to suggest that she would have aligned with Rob there. No, like, I'm starting to feel like she's one of the all-time greats. Like, just the little things we're getting, it's like, wow. Because, like... Going in, she had target on her. Like, like I, I think I believe she had the plurality of who would you vote for first among the women uh, in Dalton Ross's little game. Uh, most of the people only voted, you know, with the uh, same you know gender as they because they that was the only people they could confirm were on the island. Uh, and no, no, man, like seems like once again she's everybody's best friend. Uh, no, no, she's great. So yeah, again, I don't think Sophie and Sarah are morons. So I don't, I'm not gonna sit here and suggest that Rob had a path to victory, uh, or to, you know, not even to victory, to sticking around by cozying up to them. Uh, I think his only path was getting Ben and Adam to agree, uh, that it was in all of their mutual best interests to stick together and hoping it works out. Uh, and I liked when, you know, uh, Adam brought up, what if they have an idol? And Rob was like, then they have an yep. idol, which is both, you know, a good part of like, like a Rob play, but also in a five person tribe, you don't have room to maneuver. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. If somebody has an idol, then you lose. That's the answer. Right. That's just it. It's not, um, I think Rob even explicitly laid it out at, you know, the tribal council. There's five people. Where are you going to hide? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, his only move was to hope that, that th- those three people recognize that you know, it's better to be three than, you know, not. Um, and that's why, like, I think some people probably were also... And I, I have to say, so, like, in this in guessing, because I actually stayed away from comments last night, because I, I just wasn't in the mood. I'm, I'm not feeling well, and I'm worried about greater things right now. And frankly, I wanted people to have their fun. Go off, man. Like, you guys have been waiting for this. Do it. You should at least promise them that you will be in the comments of this post. I will be in the comments for this one. You know, I wasn't. I wasn't ducking anything. Like I slept for most of yesterday. <laughs> Let them pile on, though. They deserve it. They've been waiting for this. Absolutely. I mean, and again, like I knew I would have my chance to talk now. That's kind of what this thing is. So this is my response. You guys can respond. But people are like, "Oh, the buddy system. This proves that you know this isn't redemption." Now it's like, yeah. It, of course, the buddy system didn't work, but it, I still think like it was the only shot. If the three stick together, then that was it, and then he survives. If not, he doesn't. 
Like, what did you think it was a bad idea? In a universe of available options in which all of them are bad, which is the case here, is it that bad that he tried that one? No. I mean, it was long odds, but name me any other strategy he could have employed that wasn't incredibly long odds. He took a shot. It was most shots he could have taken were doomed to failure anyway. So, hey, why not go down with the familiar hits? I don't feel like Adam and Ben were, like, all on board to keep Rob, and then when he imposed the system, they're like, no, I can't do this. You've shown me, Rob, that I'm going to vote against you. No, I think they had already made that decision. I think we saw them make that decision. Um, Then basically all they had to communicate after that was, like, mouthing words to people. Yeah, like, uh, the the flaw in the buddy system was that it wasn't worth the effort, basically, is about it. Um, the one, I guess, one thing I have thought about is perhaps if there, if there was more freedom to talk, Ben and Adam could have gotten together and been like, hey, so what happens after Rob goes? What's the next move? Uh, because I don't know if they thought that one through. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to tell Adam and Ben if they had gone with Rob's plan. They get through at least, you know, they've got two people underneath them. You're getting rid of one here. You have one more challenge loss that you can sustain, um, which honestly, that might be enough. Although we're about to have two tribes go to tribal council next week. It's going to get dicey. So now you're in a position where it's like, okay, are you going to stay a solid two? Or is one of you convinced that you were the third with Sophie and Sarah? Yeah. So like the question is like, was it the right move for Adam and Ben? And it's like my answer. I think it was a fine move for Adam. Because I do think he'll be the third yep. with Sophie and uh, uh, Sarah, unless they, you know, unless Ben is able to, you know, adequately throw uh, Adam under the bus and t- talk about how untrustworthy he is. I don't think it was a good big move for Ben. Ultimately, like if Adam is going to flip anyway, then there's no point in going down with the ship. But I think it's a highly uh, a, a very strong chance that Ben goes home next week as a result of this. So that's like what Rob was getting at. You know, might not be great, but you know. People stick together because it works. Now, interestingly, it wouldn't have worked because of all the advantages and idols. But I suppose if they could have, um, you know, fooled them as you know that they were voting for Rob, which you should do because ultimately you want votes on not on you, even if the votes are going a different way. Um, then I suppose it could have worked. Uh, and then next week Rob goes home. Right. I think if Ben somehow does angle himself into position to stay as the third there and sends Adam home. That would indicate to me that Ben is a better player than I than I have anticipated in this season, because Adam is clearly the one you want out of those three if you're Sophie and Sarah. Yeah, easily. Uh, yeah, he's a proven history of uh, flipping on people in this scenario and sticking by. Uh, and yeah, he he is not as threatening. I I'm not. I'm pretty confident Adam is not going to win this season. Obviously, some of that's edit based, but I, the biggest part is uh, the key to his victory. I will always feel was going in the end against two people not as deserving, and I don't know if those two people are on the island anymore. Right. And I don't mean those specific two. I know they aren't, but I don't. I think he's the worst player out there. The only other contender I can think of right now is Nick. But Nick is well liked by a bunch of people right now, so. I I mean, Nick at least does have some solid allies out there. He happens to be with his two most solid allies. Yeah, but we'll see. I, I'm like with you. If Ben somehow survives this, then that is a superlative on his part, because right now he is in trouble. Yes. Although, again, to be clear, if he'd gone the other way, I mean, really, either way Ben goes there, he's just 
hoping to bide time. <laughs> that's, that's his best bet is to linger long enough to get into a different situation. Emerge. Right, but that's what the swap is right. about. That's all it should be, is just, I need to survive, you know, probably just two votes, especially at this point. Right. Hell, their trailer, their, not, no, sorry, their shelter had the hallmarks of this, where they're just like, let's throw some stuff together. This is six nights. We're not putting our effort into right. this. Um, yeah, no, that, that's it. And I don't think he positioned himself well to survive two votes. Um, especially when you consider that, you know, Adam hasn't been a challenge asset in any shape or form. Uh, hey, um, look what ha- what he did this time. I-, I suppose another thing people might maybe saying could possibly fairly say is this is what happens when you play the way Rob did prior to this. And I'll, I'll a quick counter to that is like you're not going to convince me. Um, the day after an episode, he goes home because nobody wants to play with him, that Rob should have sacrificed people who want to play with him in order to, you know, placate Adam and whoever. Like, he was right to fight to keep poverty in the game because that's the only way he succeeds, is if enough people are around who need him, then are not. Frankly, he would have been better off if Adam was gone. So, yeah, no, that... Again, it was just the way it had to be. For Rob to survive, enough people had to stick around that um, that viewed his being around as an asset, generally because of they were similar threat level. And that's, again, why this draw was so bad for him. It wasn't just that it was four people who, you know, had it out for him on some level. It was also four people who had no need for him. Like, all four of those people are lower-tier winners. And I know people are screaming right now that, like, oh, how dare you say that about Sophie? I bet Sophie would rank herself in her first win at that level. I mean, actually, it's probably unfair to rank Sarah. I was just going to say, I think the the only problem is Sarah doesn't really have a ton of defenders. Yeah. (laughs) Which... I get, because I'm not a huge one either. I definitely respected her game. I didn't enjoy watching it. I am enjoying watching this one, though. So, you know, if yeah. if she can go out and play a similar game to last time and, you know, be as convincing a winner as last time, I, I gotta be all on board with the Sarah train, man. Yeah, I mean, frankly, at this point, even if she doesn't make it all the way, we're starting to see enough, and there's probably more to come. You know, winning is a pretty capricious thing. Sure. Uh, but, yeah, I think, yeah... She's doing well in our, my eyes. Um, so that, I think that brings us to that. Like, I feel like Sophie and Sarah should deserve some praise for this, but, like, do they? Like, was this, like, elite level gameplay? Like, I, I like to give winners credit, but this one was almost too easy. I, I mean, I guess the only easy credit to give here is that they both held on to their respective advantages. Yeah. Um, which is nice that they, you know, kept their ammunition for later, knew to hold on to those things. Good read, I guess. Um, but I mean, yeah, this wasn't the most sophisticated play they'll ever have to make. No, it kind of felt like as soon as Sophie started talking to Adam, it was game over. It was a wrap, right? Yep. So it's like, okay. Like, and frankly, you know, she could have turned to the camera like, well, that's a freezy. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, you know, as far as praise for hanging on to their stuff, there, you know, there has to be a caution about that. Uh, what, what sometimes will look like a steely-eyed resolve and great read of a situation could also just be somebody getting lucky and overvaluing, you know, a thing. And we saw that with, you know, Kelly Wentworth in, uh, David, no, whatever the season was. I can't even remember. Edge of Extinction. 
There we go. Uh, where it's like, yeah, her and Lauren, oh my god, I can't believe they held on to it again. I can't believe they're doing it. Man, they got, you know, such balls. And then she goes home without having played. It's like, oh, okay, she just did, she got lucky until she did. Yep. Um, cause yeah, man, like, I was like, at least play the vote advantage. Like, that, that thing, oh, has limited use as it is. And, you know, by all indications, they, you didn't get that much reassurance. I would have played it. I, yeah, I I tend to believe that there was a decent bit more reassurance than we got. Yeah. Um, which maybe is, Rob had to go do a confessional or something. Yeah, exactly. Um, which is why they seemed pretty confident in the outcome and willing to not put their advantages on the line. So yeah, it's like I mean, you, you did it. It just and and again, I think they're both playing really well this season. Yeah. It's just like it wasn't that impressive a takedown. It was just kind of like, hey, here's something on a silver platter. Do you care to eat it? Yeah, it it does disappoint that you know Rob wasn't taken out in a more dramatic manner or by a more dominant legendary player. Although again, Sarah might reach that tier, <laughs> but. You know, it was an unceremonious end for Rob, which is a real disappointment here. Like, I, I was yeah. totally fine with him getting voted out this season. I expected, just from an odds perspective, it seemed very likely that he would. I just wanted to, wanted it to be a more Clash of the Titans type thing. This was more of a, like, trip, stub your toe, and fall over. Yeah. And, you know, as it must be noted, he's not yet out. Um, which, but, yeah... I kind of always thought his best path of victory was through Edge of Extinction, so I suppose that started. I- I'm wavering on that now, um, just for one. Um, it sound- feels like being there early is probably the biggest advantage now. I suppose that that could be cleared, and then it could start over. But also, he's been like okay, like not embarrassing himself on challenges, but he's not the dominant force anymore. So I don't know if he. I think this might be it. Um, let's move on to the other tribes, because honestly, like. I think that was the more interesting stuff. Maybe less so from like a conversational standpoint. Definitely not from a strategy standpoint. But I felt like the other tribes were a little more interesting because this one was just so obvious from you know, right. the mat on. I mean, there's at least some dynamics going on in the other tribes. Whether they're going to affect strategy at all remains to be seen. But I think at least the uh, tribe with Kim, Sandra, Tony, Jeremy, and Denise. There's something in play there. I mean, Kim is a pretty clear swing vote. And in your opinion, if you're in Kim's shoes... <laughs> I wouldn't fit in them. They'd be pretty floppy, probably. I'm trying to thread the needle here with how I talk about Kim. Um, what would you do in Kim's place? At this point, I wouldn't flip. Uh, before Rob went home, I would consider it. Uh, try to gain some level of control. There's probably a level of comfort with Denise uh, already. They just seem to have a rapport. Uh, Jeremy is more on her level. Although, I mean, Sandra and Tony are on her level in terms of, you know, uh, legend and such, but they, as she said herself, probably the two people she was less close to. But I'd say now, I don't know if there's a lot of, you know, value in going up against that, against that original Dakal tribe. So, Kind of a quick aside here. Am I crazy or is Tony kind of playing a decent game this season? Like it's not the Tony game that we came to know and love in Kagayan, but it just feels like he's making some solid reads. He is sort of integrating better than I expected in these groups. I just, I kind of like what I'm seeing out of Tony, even though it's not what I wanted to see out of Tony. 
Uh, he definitely seems like he's learned the lessons from uh, Game Changers. Uh, that's good. Uh, it'll be interesting to see whether, you know, for one, if he survives next week or all. We can get to that later. Uh, but more, if there's going to be like a runway for him to do anything post-merge, because this is starting to shape up. Like, um, the people with reps coming in won't have much left uh, room to maneuver and play, which is always the thing you worry about going through the season. Uh, for me, I'm, I think it might come to pass. That's what I'm suggesting is going to happen, but I'm not worried about it from an entertainment uh, standpoint because I feel like the other people are ready to step up. Like, I don't feel like this will be game changers where they're like, ah, the sucky people took over. Just, yeah, the people have done the right thing. They've minimized the damage that the, you know, uh, the legendary players could do and use those reps against them, but in interesting ways. So yeah, I do feel like Tony, you know, like at the very least, he's like, he, he, for one, he's keeping his calm. He's having those conversations, but I do think it was a little damning that like Kim was like, ah, those are the two people I have the lowest relationships with. Tony should have formed a good relationship with Kim on the, when they were together. Yeah. And I think that sort of gives away what happened at that last vote where they went unanimously for Tyson because, you know, we got the impression that Tony was willing to work with Kim last week, but here we're finding out that maybe that relationship isn't super solid. I wouldn't be surprised if Tony was letting Sarah manage that relationship. It's possible. And on one level, I understand that. On another level, that's an excellent way of helping Sarah win this right. game. <laughs> and, uh, good on her. Uh, she's might not be unaware of that because they're like, there was a secret scene between those two, um, which, you know, not canon and all of that, but I think, goes along with things that we've seen that like Sarah is far forming really good bonds with everybody so far. I, that's her game. I mean, we saw yeah. it in game changers and to go along with that, she also happens to be pretty skilled at strategy. I mean, yep. she might occasionally make some strategic missteps, but at the same time, like she's not an a plus in all categories, but she's also not a failure. No. Uh, what do you think? Do you think Kim should flip on Sandra and Tony? I don't know. It's a tough call only because sticking with Sandra and Tony does go with the whole shield idea. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I've said all season, I'm not confident that Sandra has any interest in playing a shield game. Sandra's just too much of a wild card. And Tony, although he does seem calmer and more rational this season, you know that he has the wild card in him. Kim does have at least some level of relationship with Jeremy. And if she feels confident enough with Denise, maybe you roll the dice because she was on the bottom of that tribe when they started out. So, you know, maybe she feels like she can have the room to maneuver and switch over to the other tribe. Yeah, see, like, if they would have gone to Tribal Council this week, then it would have been all for it. You know, try to, you know, gain some level of power instead of just hiding at the bottom. But, like... Well, they just lost another Sele. Uh, I think we're going to lose at least one more uh, next week. It's just like the just the numbers aren't there. You know, better to keep your head down at this point and see if at the merge you can cobble together something. I don't know. Only because I think you have enough good players here that are going to be willing to be fluid once you hit that merge. Unless you're disrupting any really strong bonds that people had. It's going to depend... How united were people with Sandra? Yeah, yeah, that's a good I point. I didn't get the strong impression that everyone was like, oh man, Sandra is the one we're working with. We're so happy she's part of our alliance. Sandra felt kind of like an add-on to existing alliances. 
Yeah, no, I think that's actually a good read because I, I do feel like that core alliance more views Sandra as, hey, let's exploit her anyone but me, and that's a vote in our favor. Uh, and then, yeah, maybe Kim could just work her way in because she does have that kind of that, yeah, one season type bond that seems to be kind of the uniting factor with some of those. So, yeah, I mean, I'd rather her flip to take out Sandra, except, um, now let's just talk about this now. Uh, it's hard to even get that excited about this because the most likely scenario, if that tribe goes to tribal council just as themselves is, um, everybody's going to be immune, but Tony. Yeah. So they are loaded with advantages there. Um, we did get confirmation. There was some question as to whether Kim actually had immunity idol. If Sophie had given her the other piece back, uh, we got on screen Chiron confirmation. Kim does indeed have a working functioning immunity idol. Uh, Sandra still has one with. That's actually that we don't have confirmation that's on. True. Although I'm assuming, but we don't know for sure. Right. My guess is that she's got one that can still hold out for one more tribal council. Um, and so because it is time limited, Sandra will definitely be playing it. Denise has an idol. Yeah. And Denise has one too. And Jeremy can leave tribal council if he wants. Like everyone is loaded with advantages except for the guy who thrives on having advantages. So it's a very precarious position for Tony. Yeah, and that that'll suck. It will. I mean, it'd be it'll be more underwhelming than Rob getting swapped. Straight. It will. Yeah, because I also don't trust that Sandra would uh, willingly give up her immunity to Tony or someone like that to protect him. Like I do feel like they have some kind of bond, but it ain't that big of a bond. Yeah, I mean, you'll know it's all popping off if Jeremy leaves. Like if he le- uses his power without whatever. Uh, or immunity protection without power. Who knows? It's yeah. Um, if he leaves for one, then he's not confident. Uh, like he's got Kim and all that. Sandra, if the idol is still good, and if people are wondering why I'm a little cautious, is yeah, it was good for three tribal councils. Most of us are assuming it's the three that she attends, but it has happened that it's like no, it's just the next three things. Uh, Ron Clark had an advantage that was good for three tribal councils. They never went to tribal council. It just disappeared. Um, but the, the very, the next season, they kind of corrected that. So again, I'm thinking that, so she'll, she'll play it because why, you know, if she has it, it is of no use. And then that could just start people like, oh my God, now there's only three of us. Yeah. I'll play mine just to make sure it's not me. And then somebody else plays theirs, just not you. And then Tony's left hanging, holding the bag, which could mean that like all the stuff we got out of that tribe was for naught. Yeah. Totally moot. And we'll have once again, a legend going home without being receiving a single vote how exciting would that be yeah we're, we're totally going to be on the too many advantages crowd now. <laughs> <laughs> interestingly about the too many advantages it's like i we i did i intentionally did not list that as another hope rob had because if he had found the idol yesterday it wouldn't have helped him exactly because of the way the idol is structured he had to give it to someone who the fuck on that tribe is going to give the other half back to him why would it be in their interests yeah, you generally don't give that back to the person you're planning on voting out. So, like, even that wasn't good album. Um, yeah, so, well, hopefully that doesn't happen. Uh, we'll get to that a bit later. Um, on the other tribe, I thought the Michelle Wendell drama was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was. Um, a big part of that was Michelle, but probably my highlight of the night, Michelle saying, so, is this going to be awkward? And then there's an ex- 
extended pause, and one that went, nope. <laughs> Which comedically landed very well, also led to some fun confessionals. And then a Parvati Michelle dynamic that I really enjoyed, and I kind of want to see more of it. I think if, if that sticks around, that's going to be a relationship that I want to see more of. Like, I feel like it, that's almost like a mentor mentee relationship. It's like, I, I would just want it to happen. It seems like it'd be a fun little plot. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I'd probably, you know, the best part was that we got poverty again, right? Like, I've been saying yeah. this for the past few weeks. I want poverty to start doing poverty things. And now she wasn't able to do it for gameplay. And yeah, I maintain she would have gone home if it would have came to that because I don't know why those three dudes don't just vote together. They, they, it's all in their best interest and they like each other. Uh, and then from there, you know, unless it's like they target Michelle to be a good bro to Wendell, it's like, yeah, of course you get rid of poverty. She's dangerous. Um, and it's not like, you know, she has the protection from her good friend Yule. Uh, I don't think they've talked in my 10 years. And, and yet at the same time, I feel like if Yule had gotten onto that tribe with people that weren't Wendell and Nick, maybe. He'd be a little more flexible. I see Maybe, no absolutely. reason that he moves now that he's got Wendell and Nick with him, though. Yeah, it's his two main alliance partners, or two of three, if, you know, including Sophie. Yeah, yeah, and then there's not a lot to move, room to move there. So, um, you know, the hope is they don't go to tribal council. Um, but yeah, no, like poverty, you know, cutting confessionals, you know, trying to work her magic. I liked how, you know, she just immediately, you know, it's like, all right, Wendell's a closed box. Let's move on. And that was funny. <laughs> to his face. It's. Yeah, it's also kind of accurate for Wendell this season. He has added nothing yes. to the proceedings until just like the awkwardness and to get the idea like Wendell's somebody we're cool with. And this one, I'm all like, Team Michelle! Yeah, right. Michelle! I never thought we'd be here. And yet we are unanimously supportive of Michelle. <laughs> I'm rooting for a Parvati and Michelle team up strange bedfellows here yeah like when she was talking about the awkwardness and like you know and how he tried to like shut it down and she was all like oh well this seals familiar and i was like get slay michelle you get him and it, it, I, like his part that added to some funniness was that like when he's cutting confessionals he's like trying not to say it right and yeah you know, the funny you know we kicked it or whatever and like in many ways i get it like it probably wouldn't be cool for him to get on here it's like yeah you know i used to hit that or anything like that like he's trying to demure and she isn't she's not she's getting right into the details and stuff and you know it's like is this why people like the bachelor is that looks like i was enjoying the whole segment and um um, just as you and I have always been, uh, it's time to ride with the Michelle stands. We, we are, you know, it's, we've always been pro Michelle. I've name another podcast that has been as big of a Michelle supporter as this one. You'd be hard pressed. <laughs> you can't. It's, it's impossible. No, I look, obviously we've had a big turnaround. Yeah. That's because we're not like sticklers on this stuff. Be good, be entertaining, we'll be in favor. It's that simple because, you know, our motivation isn't to root necessarily for specific people. We do have our fans, but the people we root for the most is us, us right here. <laughs> we, uh, so we want things that we enjoy to happen. And yeah, no, man, that was my favorite, uh, the, my whole favorite segment of the night was that. Yeah. Segment. And speaking of shifting opinions, Wendell's one that I came into the season not having like a really strong opinion of either way, but I'm with you. Like I, I feel like he and Nick in particular have been entertainment sinks this season. They just have not gotten given me anything. 
Yeah, easily the bottom two, because at least Adam's like given us some flop sweat. He's given us some antagonism. You know, like he's given us stuff to talk about. Now, I mean, again, that it's edited and they've been left out and they've been successful, so not. But yeah, it's like nothing, man. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm fully aboard. I hope Michelle somehow turns it around and gets sort of Wendell, and you know, I'll just pump my fist when she succeeds. Yeah, as everyone expected before the season began. <laughs> And for those scoring at home, no, that doesn't mean we were wrong before. She was boring then, she isn't now. That's how it works. I said in multiple times, I think Michelle has the biggest potential upside because she knows what she was and how she she was perceived. Like, she's going to play differently this time. I just hoped that would lead to more entertaining TV or more interesting gameplay or something. And I think at least the seeds for that are being laid now. Yeah. Uh, did you get the impression the two of them had different uh, ideas of what their relationship used <laughs> yeah. to be? Oh, you you think that might be the case? I mean, maybe. Uh, I'll give her one benefit of the doubt, which, of course, I'm going to defend her. I'm a huge Michelle stan. Uh, is that she might have just been using ex-boyfriend as, like, TV shorthand. Because it's you know, harder to kind of get into, you know, we dated a bit, and it was like there were some things, and then it felt a little complicated, and millennials, how much do we ever, you know, date anyway? And so she just said ex-boyfriend. She might not have felt that, like, he was truly a boyfriend where he did not feel she was a girlfriend at all. That, that's possible. And this reminds me of the, uh, I rarely give personal stories, but it reminds me of the time I was dating somebody and I remember my mom asking something along the lines of like, oh, you know, is this going to be a long term? Like, should I meet this girl? And I'm like, nah, this, this probably won't last very long. And then after that sentence ended, I immediately realized what I basically just admitted to my mom and went, whoops, <laughs> like, not really what I wanted to convey in far as details to you. But anyway, let's talk about something else, mom. So, yeah, I, I, it could have just been Michelle doing the exact same thing there, being like, you know what? I'll sanitize this and call it an ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Now, look, it, it I did kind of get the impression, and yeah, maybe this is why people like dating shows. I don't know. That, like, they had done enough for her to expect some level of respect for her feelings that maybe Wendell didn't feel that was the same way maybe that was it like that seemed to be some subtext there whatever like I, i'm all invested now give me the deets i want the hot goss <laughs> that makes one of us um <laughs> i mean not really but you know again if it leads to more you know fun conversation on the tv show i'm all for it as, i mean especially if you've got a uh, parvati to bounce your michelle yes. dynamic on like michelle venting to parvati like that's a fun dynamic i want more of that please yeah, and then be like, ah, let's just let him look at us as a swimsuit. It's like, like, it was just funny. It was good. It was great banter. I mean, I guess this is how you can see how she won. Uh, <laughs> it's a thing people like to say a lot. No, yeah, again, uh, hopefully they don't go to travel council so we should get more Michelle Parvati, which, honestly, like, that's another thing I've been saying I wanted. Now, mostly it was because I wanted Parvati to manipulate Michelle in order to help, you know, Parvati and Rob succeed. But now, you know, it's like if all she does is impart some lessons to the young Padwan before Parvati is sacrificed to the gods, I might be okay with that, too. Sure. I'm fine with that. I We, we are totally okay with new legends arising here, but at the same time, I... Second, what you said, seeing the old poverty back is a plus, like solid stuff. And we didn't even mention she got to hang Nick out to dry, which was awesome. Nick was like, Oh, like kicking this rock around and looking down at his feet, like, Oh, I had a crush on you. And she's like, Oh, that's cool. That wasn't awkward at all. <laughs> Just totally 
<laughs> sells him, sells him out and talks shit about him in the confessional. Great. Good stuff. That is the poverty of old, the poverty that we know and love. Yeah, and that goes along with what I said, I think, in the previews or the first episode. It's like, most of the people we love will not succeed. Let's just get a few of the greatest hits out. And, you know, Tony, he's been hilarious. With Rob, we got to see a few, like, really strong, you know, uh, maneuvers, especially uh, in very Rob ways of, you know, dominance and such. And now I get to see Parvati talking her shit. Like, you know, it, again, if she can't succeed, give us th- some moments. And I, I, this was one of them, and I was grateful for And you know who else is delivering some moments for us? Who was that? Your boy, Yul Kwan. I love Yul. Your boy and mine. He is too good for this game. Like, yeah, I mean, not too good because, like, he's doing well. I think he is a contender to win. But, like, man, he is just such a decent person. It's just the the decency. It's great to know that, like, the decency can happen while he's still, like, like, he's going to lie to people. He's going to vote people out. He's not above that. But, uh, I mean, what a segment. What a person. What a human. Yeah, I mean, the Penner segment right in the feels, man. Like, it's. Yeah. And. Bravo to the show for giving some quick airtime there to let Penner talk about LS and show his wife. And like they had all the survivors tweeting links out to the Penner's page and all that stuff. Great. Like I loved every bit of that. Um, humanized Yule gave us some like nice fan service catching up with Penner and like getting to see that they have these relationships outside the game, which has been a theme this season. I loved all of it. That was an awesome scene and only furthered my fan my fandom for you all yeah i'd say it also showed what a good player sarah is like you know that was another connection she made you know she you know, chased after him to comfort him one last yep. time um so you know again uh in fact like that was the moment i think this episode that really impressed me uh, with her because yeah again the, the rob thing was a layup uh yeah no you'll go on man like he's been one of my favorites forever and this just helped you know, show why. And I, and I, I think this season is doing a good job showing a bit more rounding on him because, you know, like his season and he said it himself. He had to be, you know, this noble, upstanding person because, of, you know, he was representing not just even his race, but like a whole bunch of, you know, races that we treat like as one. Um, so and this season, you know, like we've seen him goof around a bit. We've seen, you know, we get to see this. He's not just a Yule bot. Um, but you know, he's also out there killing it in the game side. So yeah, no, it was a great scene. Um, yeah. If all our other legends need to, you know, fall by the wayside, it might be so that like you can be like, yeah, a two and O player. And that would be, I will accept that as an outcome. All right. Uh, anything else for this week? Nah, let's move on to some hopes for next week. I mean, we really just didn't, we didn't have a lot to work with here. There's not a lot in play despite being three tribes. You would think there'd be more pieces that could move around it just it seems like the game board's kind of set yeah i gotta say like this then um, yeah this is the part where you know maybe complete homerism but i feel like i've said stuff like this before i think the three tribes late swap sucks it's just like it you know there aren't that many avenues like we said like what else are you gonna do it either works or it doesn't there's just not that many people uh, again, I don't know if two, like, you know, swapping them to two would have done more, but, you know, if you did two and it was like an even up, although if you even it up, then it's just a minority on both sides. So may- maybe swaps are just a necessary evil, but like, I felt like it contributed to no drama this week. And that's a, that's an unfortunate thing because we've, it's been an exciting season up until now. Yeah. With that said, let's shift gears and 
say the sorts of things that might make this a more exciting season going forward. Let's put our hopes and dreams for the season on the table. You first. So uh, another thing that a lot of people commented on, rightly, that like was a highlight of this episode: no visit to Edge of Extinction. That you know it gave us more time with the active players, less time, you know, hunting down coins or whatever. Um, uh, if they give us twenty minutes next week, I'll be cool with that. Like I wanted to see Rob. Like uh, the, I wish they had actually at least given us like Rob arriving and reuniting with Amber. And uh, no, I'm so I'm hoping they lead off the next episode but i want to see rob hang with ethan again i want to see rob hang with tyson yep. you know again because i actually don't think i think it's going to be another week of stasis with these three tribes so if next week we get a bunch of edge of extinction uh, i'm cool with that yeah i i mean i think the fact that the game board does seem so set this week probably does give you some room to play or to give more screen time to edge of extinction next week which for better or worse. I mean, I definitely got to the end of this episode and went, oh yeah, there was no Edge of Extinction. Didn't miss it. So, no. you know, I am with you though in wanting to see Rob getting the band back together with his wife and Ethan and Tice. Like, that'll be fun. I don't know that it'll be fun for 10 minutes, but for three or four, sure, I'm down for that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, 20, that's like a fucking lifetime for yes. TV, but yeah, more. And again, like, it'll just be to hang out, because it's not like you can team up, you know? I guess you can team up on your little scavenger hunts or whatever, but like, only one person's getting back, so there's not really a lot of value in alliances on that side of the game, uh, which is why I always thought it was a hilarious take that it's like, Rob should have got voted out to protect his allies. You only need allies if you're in the main part of the game. <laughs> That, that's a, that's what they're for. You add their votes to yours, and then you have more votes than other people. So if you're not there, then what the hell do you care what happens to them? Um, so so I, I do wonder, though, now, you know, with Rob being on the edge of extinction, does he rally the troops together and say, all right, guys, let's go make Parvati rich. Let's get some fire tokens for her. Let's send all the advantages her way. Well, at the very least, you know, if they were able to get any of these things, instead of Natalie, he knows where the money's at. You know, yeah. <laughs> he knows that, like, she's got a lot of money. So if you're, like, trying to get tokens, that's somebody you can definitely sell things that's to. That's true. Uh, that could be cool. Um, so we know that two tribes are going to tribal council. Only the winning tribe is immune. Um, I kind of hope, and this might sound sacrilege, but I actually hope that it's just one tribal, two tribes, one one tribal, because if it's just two going to tribal council, I think I already know what's going to happen, and it doesn't sound inter- interesting yeah, at all. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that needs to happen, regardless of the breakdown of how they do the actual tribal, just let the Sophie and Sarah tribe lose. <laughs> Please, like, I will cut bait with pretty much anyone on that tribe, mm-hmm. but, like... The two likeliest candidates, I mean, there's really one that's more likely than the other, but the two most likely candidates, I'd be totally fine with losing. So please just let that tribe get not win this challenge. Yeah, but like if the other ones go to tribal council, then it's probably poverty gone, unless maybe she can do something with those four fire tokens. I don't know what, though, because like all you can buy in the active game, unless people are selling you things, is like tribe stuff. An advantage in the, in the, in the, in the, in the challenge, uh, tarps, that sort of thing. Like, you can buy more interesting stuff when you're not in the game. So unless somebody sends, sells her something, okay, cool. Um, she's gonna pass those on to Michelle. Um, yeah, and then at the other one, it feels like it's just gonna be Tony getting advantage, getting out. So like, yeah, I want two tribes, one tribal, and then if I'm just going all the way off my wish list, um, 
that's how Adam goes. Because there's enough people in the other group to like you really sell them out and be like, let's just get rid of Adam. And that could be cool. That would be cool. Um one other one other potentially interesting thing, just throwing this out there. It won't happen. But what if someone on Edge of Extinction sells Tony an immunity idol? And then <laughs> you end up with everybody immune and Jeremy nopes the fuck out of that tribal council. Well, again, yeah, he has to do it, I think, before the idols start flying. He has to leave before the votes are cast. But, yeah, that would be pretty funny. Yeah, uh, right. I, yeah, I can't think of who would do it, but it would be pretty funny. Maybe maybe Natalie. Maybe. I mean, she's spreading it around because she's just trying to find where the money's at, exactly. right? Exactly. I mean, and she's got at least some level of connection. She knows that Tony would gladly use that fire token to get an advantage because the man loves him. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That'd be sure. hilarious. Another thing that actually could have been hilarious is if Sarah had played her steal a vote, she's totally stealing Rob's, he would have been a unanimous boot. Yes, he would have. He could have used his own vote on himself, which Fishback, once upon a time, tried to do before getting owned. Yeah, so we missed that. Uh, yeah, but other than that, like, I, just to get through this week and let's get to the merch. Yeah. Because uh, uh, I, I, I get, I just don't think anything, unless it's two tribes, one tribal, that'll either, you know, possibly lead to something interesting or at the very least will lead to just like one less interesting outcome instead of two. And maybe it'll be the one that I, you know, I'd be fine with, Ben or Adam, yep. right? Whereas, yeah, those other two tribes go, somebody I really like is going to probably. Yeah, it's, it's funny that we're sucks. rooting for the, basically the shitty scenario that took Malcolm out last time where we were like, this kind of just sucks. But now we're rooting for that. Like, come on, shitty scenario. <laughs> At least this time, well, because you might get a better outcome. The worst outcome. that can happen is a thing that's probably going to happen anyway, right. right? It'll be like everybody like, it's time to get rid of poverty. Okay, well, that's probably what would have happened if her tribe goes anyway. Yep. Like, so, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, am I going to mourn the rest of the season that, oh, no, Boston Rob isn't in it? Nah, man, my favorite season's Heroes versus Villains. I'm really easy to flip the switch. Keep being good. I'll be happy. Uh, and frankly, like, uh, Matt suggested this, and I'm almost on board. Like, I'm almost ready for the Legends to clear out a bit, because it's clear that I'm not getting what I wanted, which was, you know, unite and dominate. And let's, like, really let the stories of this season emerge and what these players are. Because, yeah, like, even when Rob was still in it, it was clear, like, his time was limited. Like, the, the, the walls were closing in. So uh, it's not the worst thing that, like, that storyline's taken care of, at least for now. Uh, and then we can just start to invest in like what's happening with, you know, the players that are really doing well, the Yules, the Sarahs, the Michelles and such. You're a traitor to the goddamn cause. Get off this bandwagon. Well, look, he's going to come back at the end because this whole season was fixed for him to win. So until that point, I had to, you know. See, I thought you were going to take Matt's other point, which was basically just stealing my point that last time in Heroes vs. Villains, we lost Tyson and then Rob. In short order. And that was the number one season of all time. So it's not like it's necessarily a bad precedent. I already tweeted that one. So that one's already stolen. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been out there. Like I said, I did. I started it with Tyson <laughs> last week. So didn't even need Rob this week for that to happen. Um, I'm still clinging to hope that we keep the legends around long enough to just at least battle it out post merge rather than in a shitty small tribe swap situation. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but whatever. As, as long as whoever we lose this week is not important to my rooting interests, fine. All right. Uh, that's probably enough for this week. Um, 
What do you think? Anything else? No, you can of course find our content on our website, which is purplerockpodcast.com. You don't have to write www in front of that because it's not 1994. How will they get on the World Wide Web? You don't even have to include the HTTP part. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. The show is Purple Rock Pod. I am Purple Rock John. Andy is of course Purple Rock Andy. Um, and then there's Spotify and iTunes and no, actually not Spotify. By the no. way, that's the one we're not on because I've tried a couple times and it's just hard. So screw it. Mm, phrasing. Um. Okay, so apparently don't subscribe on Spotify because but YouTube definitely five stars, five stars, like and subscribe. Ah. Sure. And let's hit some theme music. Bittersweet memory. That's all I am taking with me Goodbye Please don't cry We both know that I'm not what you need